Welcome to our second episode of Wine Talk. Thank you for joining us today. We have um, Jason, who's going to share his story today. Do you want to say hi? <laughs> Sorry, He's yeah. getting used to this whole thing. But everyone knows me. I don't really have to give an introduction, but welcome to Wine Talk. Uh, today is Jason's day to join us first guest this is kind of nervy we've been like sitting here trying to figure <laughs> out how to do this <laughs> how do you feel jason oh almost knocked over the wine a little a little nervous but happy to be here thank you guys for having me i really do appreciate it uh, it's the first space that i'll be able to like really open up so i appreciate the opportunity thank you for coming yeah no, thank for you. all Thank you for giving us the opportunity to hear your story yeah. and for you to be vulnerable with us, you know. It's not easy for sure. We it's were talking not. about that earlier, but yeah. <laughs> he looks so nervous. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm try trying to get all the nervous jitters out, but we're here. We're, um, present, present and we're welcome. A little awkward, but you know, I think that's just how we all are when we're nervous. But Let's get started. Yeah. yeah. So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, give a little bit of your backstory? And yeah, definitely. Um, my name is Jason, as they introduced. Um, friend of Genesis's uh, for quite some time now. Um, wow, I don't really know how to start this, but uh, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to take no, a quick... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do whatever you need to do. Like we've said, it's a safe space for everyone. There's no judgment here, so yeah. just yeah, just say just what you want, how you want, and it's Whatever your story. Okay it's your story. Definitely. Um, well, I appreciate that, guys. And <clears throat> um, let's see. I think the best way to start this off would be to kind of just explain a little bit of who I am. Um, obviously, as you guys can see, I'm I'm a male. <laughs> But uh, I was adopted before I really kind of knew what was going on in the world. Um, adopted into a white family. I don't know if you guys can really tell, but I have <clears throat> black and Mexican heritage in my, in my genes. Um, I never really got to see any of those sides growing up, um, especially with growing up in a very white neighborhood. Uh, and... You know, it was it was very difficult. Um, I grew up in a household full of only women, some very loving, very caring, very supportive women. Um, and I'm forever grateful for those people that were in that household to kind of guide me up into the point that I am now. Uh, but it was it was difficult. I didn't have a male role model. <clears throat> I didn't have someone to kind of be like, hey, this is not what you should be doing as as a male, as a as a young boy. Uh, trying to grow up in a world that, you know, is it, it's difficult. Um, I think I, probably at the age of, I would say probably like 12 to 14 is when I think maybe I started to realize something was a little bit different, something was a little bit off. <clears throat> I always kind of blamed it on like my adoption and how no one... Like, I didn't really know that side of myself. I didn't know that side of my family. Um, and that was kind of difficult to kind of process because I would see all my friends that I'd literally gone to school with since I was in diapers to us graduating colleges and high schools and such. Um, 
So it was very difficult to see like families very tied in together while mine was kind of just like pieced together in a way. Um, but yeah, around 12 to 14 is when I kind of realized that maybe something wasn't like really there, but I didn't know if it wasn't there or if it was already there and I just didn't recognize it, you know? Um, so yeah, uh, I'll give one pretty much prime example that kind of led me to that was um, my mom ended up, bless her soul, she's an amazing woman. I love her to death. I love her as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so those of you who may be watching, if you know my mom, shout out to her. She's undoubtedly one of the best out there. Um, but uh, yeah, so she, she kind of, uh, well, not kind of, but she was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and at that age, for me, with all the transition of, schools and soccer um, and friends coming and going you know all that all that good stuff it was it was difficult because I didn't know really who to go to uh, my older sister she was at college I mean she wasn't that far away but she was far enough away and had her own stuff that she had to kind of focus in on that I didn't really <clears throat> I didn't really know who to kind of go to um, and that's when I started to realize myself like kind of acting out and not necessarily acting out in terms of like, oh, I want attention or I'm going and like causing commotion or whatever it was. It was just, I wanted someone to see me and I never felt like anyone really actually did see me. Um, even my friends, like they were, I mean, I don't know if Genesis can attest to this, but even when um, nowadays, like when I would have something on my mind, like I'll still go out in public and I'll put that fat smile on my face. I'll try to make people around me laugh and I'll make try to people like, you know, like be like, oh, he's the funny guy in the room, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, and especially at that moment, I didn't really know how to deal with it. I didn't know who to go to, or who to talk to. My sister was dealing with it in her own ways, coming home, trying to feed me, take me to school but also go back to the hospital and like take care of my mother. Um, and then obviously my mom wasn't around because she was fighting. Um, and yeah, I would, I said, like I said, like between that age is when I kind of started to realize the difficulties of, from a male perspective and in that kind of environment to try to reach out and try to find help somewhere. Um, I know I had friends that <clears throat> would try to console me, try to talk to me. And for me, it was just as like as who I am, it was just hard to just open up and just express like, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm dealing with it. Like, I don't really want help, you know? So I kind of like would shut myself out from the world and that slowly started to become a pattern. Um, Sorry to cut you off, but no, did you feel like it was harder for you to open up because you didn't think people would relate or did you feel like it was something that like I'm a guy there's no reason for me to feel the way that I do I think I think it was more of I'm a guy I think for me it was like I, this might be bad to say but like your mom has cancer like fucking suck it up you know move on like she's gonna be fine and I mean I know I don't know if most people out there that might be watching like know what it's like to have a family member or even a friend go through that, but it's it's not it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to just walk up like <clears throat> my best friend of 
16 plus years going on strong love you buddy you know who you are um but like it's it was even difficult for me to bring it to his attention and be like yo like i'm going through this like i need your help even to this day like i'm learning you know still as i go through life and as i'm obviously still growing into a man and stuff like that like that there are people that i can go to they don't necessarily have to be family members or people that i'm super close with but it's it's just the environment or like the support system that I kind of started to build for myself. So, um, yeah, like, but like I said, like it was, it became a pattern. Um, it became a pattern where I would kind of shut myself out from the world. Um, even to this day, I still kind of have that little problem teeter around a little bit, but, um, not so much. And I would kind of just want to be by myself. I would want to think by myself. I would want to have conversations with myself because I felt like I was the only one that understood myself the most Mm -hmm. and being a male it was like being a male and not having a father figure or having a male figure in my life that's what kind of made me realize I can't go like no offense like you guys are both strong and and powerful women but like it it almost to me I didn't want to be I didn't want to be coddled at, at those moments too much I mean my sister she gave me some of the tough love that I needed growing up and believe me, I, I did need it. But um, yeah, I mean, I wanted someone to kind of be like, you know what, it sucks, it hurts, you're in pain, but it doesn't matter right now because what you need to do for your mom who's going through that is to stay strong and be a man. Well, you, you essentially took that male figure role. Exactly. I, I, I had to learn kind of as I was growing up, exactly. Yeah. I had to learn kind of how to be the male role model for myself and kind of be that kind of quote unquote man of the house kind of scenario. Um, And yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, the difficulties enough of being a male in, especially in a woman centered household was difficult enough, but then being black, having a black heritage and a Mexican heritage and not really like, seeing either of those sides really um, was difficult. I mean, my dad was, is, is not, and probably will never be uh, an amazing person. And honestly, I'm not necessarily, I can't say I'm thankful because I, I feel like that might come off wrong, but I guess I could say that I'm blessed for the decisions that he chose to make to impact my life going forward. Um, I mean, I I realize that that's kind of the kind of measurement that I have and I'm going to push through that and I'm going to burst through that. I'm going to be 10 times the man he could ever possibly be and or imagine to be. But for me, once I realize like I can't be in this kind of shadow or in this kind of space by myself, I need to kind of let some people in so I can continue to grow and continue to, you know, be okay. Um was to, you know, just be a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's why old Tia and I wanted to have a male on the show. And that first person I, of course, thought of, because we've had so many, so many conversations about, you know, mental health and, like, getting through it. And uh, one of the things that always have stuck out to me the most, and I brought up in the last episode, was how you told me, like, how did you, like, come out of that and I told you like all I can tell you is my experience Mm -hmm. and like it's 
it makes me really happy to hear you be able to like talk about it because I know for you it's always been so so hard to talk about and one of the things I always told you is like it gets easier through time to be able to talk about it but I wanted to have you on here so that we could shed light on like the fact that there are men out there that do struggle with it and there's always this taboo thing of I'm a man like I can't feel the way I do and I feel like that must have been so much harder for you especially because you were surrounded by women Mm -hmm. and you felt like I have to be the man because if I am emotional then I'm considered to be a woman like everyone else here yeah and so I guess like my question would be like how you have slowly started to learn that it's okay to be emotional and okay to feel those emotions because I know that it still has its days where it's like I can't feel that way and I have to only be by myself yeah definitely yeah no I mean I think you kind of hit it on the nail in in your guys's first episode was like um there is always 100 percent. I mean as cliche as it is to say there's light at that end of the tunnel without a doubt believe me there's uh, as a male and d- during all those like tough dark times like i i thought about it like there's no light there's only dark i only see dark i might as well just leave it as dark like i didn't want to be here anymore i didn't want to do any of this i didn't want to go through any of the pressure i didn't want to go through any of that all that kind of just it felt like so much weight coming down on me to the point where like i couldn't i couldn't really be out there for myself i couldn't have that support system that i wanted but as you said the what got me kind of through it was i kind of learned that i am the man of the house i can be the man of the house i can learn from myself and the things that i may do wrong and even from the things that i do right i mean 100 percent. i know it's very like you said taboo for like you know, men to just like be by themselves and not like open up. But I'm telling you guys, one of the most most important things that I learned was I need to cry when I need to cry. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I need to let that emotion out because yeah. the times that I didn't let that like that it sadness, yeah, that sadness or that depression, I didn't let it out. So almost essentially the opposite happened which is where my anger and my aggression started to build and it was frustration within myself and within my own head that kind of just like you need to let it out some way and because I didn't want to let myself cry I didn't want to let myself like come down to that oh like you're crying but you're a man like blah 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 it's like all right well then I'm gonna show you how much aggression and how much pain how much I'm like feeling then through like physical like actions and it it blew up in my face on multiple occasions and that's when I realized like it really needed to be it needs to be a balance I'm not saying don't ever let out your aggression ever I mean I think people get mad at the slightest things like we were talking about before this happened (laughs) but but, um, I mean yeah I mean I think the thing that really helped me was trying to find that balance trying to find where it was where I needed to be by myself and I needed to think about what was going on. And if I felt like I needed to cry, I could cry. If I felt like I needed to kind of let my aggression out in some way. And my mom would always tell me, Jason, scream into a pillow. I promise you it will help. Who knew after 23 years she was right, you know? (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean, I think I just kind of started to 
I started to listen to myself more. I think that was probably like if we were to put one thing on it, that's what I started to do is listen to yourself more. Don't second guess yourself. Don't let don't let your thoughts, don't let the outside noise, don't let anyone kind of like tell you otherwise. Kind of be within yourself, kind of learn yourself a little bit and then from there see what fits you because not everyone's going to be the same, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing. Um, like you said, once you realize that you have a problem, it's you know it's not a one way solution. It's not a one way thing. You have to find yourself. Like mm-hmm. whatever works for you is what um, I feel that is going to get you out of that. Because um, like I said in the previous um, podcast, once you're in that, it, it's very hard. It's very hard to. First of all, you have to accept. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think once you accept, Mm -hmm. then there is a way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and and it's it's very hard. But at the same time, you know, if you find the right help, if you find the way, your way, then you'll be out of it. But and that that's that was that was my next question. Mm -hmm. So when you realized you had a problem, how did you get out? Like what what were um what were the ways that you got out of that? I, I tried actually like at the beginning when I actually accepted that like I, like I had a mental issue. Like my mental health was not stable. Once I realized that and I accepted it, I tried numerous things. I tried like numerous amounts of therapists. I tried going for walks. I tried working out more. I, I tried writing or journaling. I tried... Um, I even tried even like reading like people that I admire to see how they like went through difficulties in their life. Um, I tried a lot of different things. And I think when it came down to what was like the number one thing, I think it ended up actually being writing. And it ended up being like, I'm instead of just having these battles in my head, I'm going to put it on paper because once I see it on paper, oh, I can think two, three four, five, six steps ahead and, and I can beat it. I can, I can beat my own mind when I can see it. If I can't see it, then my head is always going to win. It's always going to be like, Oh, we already know what you're thinking about saying, you know what I mean? So it was, it was definitely, it was definitely writing for me. It was definitely kind of just putting it on a canvas and just being like, Oh, if I don't like this, then I can use that aggression and I can rip it up and I can start anew, you know? Has like your understanding that you know now that you can write your feelings down been your outlet of like okay I'm starting to feel like that episode coming on so let me just write how I feel and now I can see how I feel and prevent it even to go even further. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. Go a little bit more on that. Cause- yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think it for me it's been because it's very new. It's very fresh on yeah. on doing all of that. Um, and sometimes I'll. I'll slip up and not write it down sometimes. Um, But I think when I start to feel it coming on where it's like, I'm starting to get like, like a panic attack or an anxiety attack, whatever it may be, where I'm just like starting to shut down, starting to retract. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was just, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like that's a very difficult question because for me, it was just knowing that something wasn't, as right as it once was like we could be sitting here laughing talking drinking our wine having a good time and i all of a sudden i can start to feel it come on but i would still try to be here in the moment so i think 
I guess to answer your question, I would try to find that moment in those moments mm -hmm. to where I could take to like, whether it was like a minute, two minutes, five minutes, whatever it was, take a step back and be like, okay, let's write this down. Let's assess this. And if it, if it's too difficult, then remove yourself from the situation. If not, then keep going with the situation. That's, I guess, how I would, I would put it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I just wanted to say a little more to touch on why we're like going about this episode and all this stuff is I read not too long ago that there are like much higher rates of males committing suicide and having to deal with internal depression than there obviously is with women. And it's honestly really, really sad when you think about it because of the taboo and it's so like disheartening to hear that because of this taboo there's so many people that feel like they can't express their emotions and stuff like that and i i don't you obviously don't have to answer this if you never feel comfortable to because i don't want anyone to feel forced to talk about certain traumas but has there been a time where like you sat and thought like i can't deal with this anymore and like nobody understands i can't express the way that i feel with anyone else so like why am i here and let me just go yeah um more than once i've definitely thought that more than once and that's it's a scary thought but i think before i even dive into that i'm gonna shed some light and say i'm still right here i am still right here it still might be an issue with dealing with th thoughts in my head and such but I am still here and I'm going to stand strong with knowing that there is still that light at the end. Um, to get to your question, um, yeah, multiple times. I, there is times throughout middle school, um, times when my mom was going through her cancer, um, times where I just really dug, my, like, dug myself into like a, a hole where I was just like, I'm instead of digging myself out, I am just digging myself deeper. I might as well just lie here and accept it and not really like try to fight anymore because clearly me trying to fight is me just going down deeper. Yeah. Um, and that was difficult to kind of process and kind of understand because it was like, if I'm fighting so much, if I'm battling so much, why hasn't anything gotten better? Why has everything kind of stayed kind of like, so stable so like why did it just continue to plateau like why didn't it why didn't it go up like it's it it, it confused me a lot it confused me and I, I started to think about it and i started to realize that at the end of it like there was going to be some good there was going to be something where i knew that it, i mean like i don't want to call it karma but i knew that there was going to be some sort of like outer feeling outer being outer vibe, whatever it was that kind of led me to believe that this dark hole is only temporary. The light that that I see at every at, at any point when I'm kind of retracting from the world, all that light, I know that that's what everyone and that's what my mind and that's what my body wants to actually end up feeling. This darkness is only really going to be temporary, and it's not gonna it's not gonna hold me down long enough to where I can't burst out of it. I can't go see and be with that light. Definitely, for sure. I think I can I can relate on that 100%. Would you want to say something? Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to ask. So um, I'm a little curious. I know you went through a lot with your mom, the cancer, and I know that 
that's something very hard to deal with. But I want to go back a little more because um, I want to know if, and like Genesis said, you know, you don't have to answer it. It's probably very personal. Yeah. But I want to go back a little more to where you were adopted. Do you think that also took a toll in your in your mental health? 100%. Because for the first 18 years of my life, it was always a constant like battle of knowing who my family was. Um, and I think for me, I always wanted, I wanted to know so badly that I didn't actually see the harm in it. And so I was harming myself. Um, I was harming the people around me by getting angry without knowing the full story. Um, so I, for me, before like I ever met him or anything was like progressed to like talk to him or whatever, um, it kind of pushed me to like a, a point or a hole where it was like, okay, everyone wants to keep everything from you. You were once taken from your family and now they don't even want you to know that family. So why am I the one that's being blamed? Why am I the one that's being hurt? Why am I the one that's suffering all of this when all I, all I want is just answers. That's literally all I ever asked for is I just wanted answers and I never could obtain those answers. Did you feel like those answers were going to like in some, and I don't want to like discredit anything yeah, that you yeah. felt, but like in your mind, was it like, if I do get those answers, like all the issues that I have are going to be gone? 100%. I thought that for <laughs> every single day, honestly, of my whole life, like leading up to the moment when I actually did get to meet him and Once I did meet him, it was kind of just like, wow, like I put myself in that hole for no reason. I really did. I, I battled my own mind and I battled my own thoughts and feelings for no reason other than because someone else didn't want me to have it. And that was that part of also like when I grew up, that kind of made me realize like I can't necessarily always control what's outside of my mind or outside of my body. I have to only control what's inside my head, what's inside my body and that no one can overpower me on. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's when I started to when I started to actually really grow up was as a male like I'm a male. Like I have power. Like I have an understanding of what it means to be powerful. Why am I letting little outside noises, little outside things, little outside tells like bring me so deep into a hole where I can't even dig myself out of. So I started to dig myself a little bit deeper and kind of like realize, hey, this is who you are. This is how you you kind of govern like dealing with these things and that's okay, but let's start to improve how you deal with these things. Let's start to improve how to get you out of these holes quicker or let's get you out of these holes in a in better shape than when you first went in, so. I was, yeah, that was, it was definitely difficult. <laughs> well, with like the taboos, I guess, what, well, I, because this is obviously to help everyone and to shed light on not just women dealing with these issues, but also men as well. Mm -hmm. I think my question would be like, you as a male, what, what do you think and what could you say that you wish you heard when you were dealing with everything that you were dealing with? Whoa. Um... Because I mean, clearly it's 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 yeah. an issue. It's something that we definitely de do need to shed light on because the the percentages that I read, honestly, I probably should bring them up so that way, like 
you know, we can kind of go a little bit off of it. Um, but apparently males are not apparently, but it's statistically proven. I'm so sorry. I talk too fast sometimes and I stutter, but, um, it's been said that males die by suicides three to four times more often than females do. That's a really, really, really high rate. And I remember when I read that, I just couldn't help but like want to cry because it's just like all those people that just felt like they couldn't come to anyone because they felt like they weren't a man because they had emotions and they were dealing with these emotions. And I I think, yeah, I think big part of it is like you said, Jason, you thought, you know, I'm a male. How can I be going through this? This is not okay. I'm a male, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's where I think the awareness should come where, you know, it's okay. Like you said, it's okay to cry. If you need to let it out, you need to let it out somehow because emotions, um, I've read a lot where if you repress your, your, your emotions, they come out in different ways, 10 times, 10 times full of different ways. And it could be physically. And, you know, a lot of disease comes from, you know, all those feelings that you have inside of you that you don't let out. So I think, you know, it's very important in that sense. Like you said, you know, those statistics are really, really high. And um, again, going back, I feel that it's part of that. And I I really appreciate you sharing your story because um, it's very, it's also very difficult for men to open up. And that I also appreciate. (laughs) Thank you for coming and for, for, you know, for sharing your, your story because um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's hard for a male yeah. and it's tough, you know, to go through that as a male, I can imagine. Yeah. So I really do want to thank you for that. Well, I appreciate you guys having for me. For sharing. Definitely. Sharing that story. Yeah. Should I redo my question? Yeah, um, please. I guess like my, my overall question would be knowing those stats, like how would you, how would you want to give advice or not even advice, but like, what would you want to tell people that you wish you heard when you were dealing with all those things? And how were you able to come to terms and be like, okay, this is, you know, this is what I feel. Someone's feeling the same way. So I'm okay to feel the way that I feel. Um, how do I put this in the best way possible? Um, I would say, don't this is gonna sound so basic and mainstream but like don't be scared to open up like as plain and simple as i can hit that on the nail like don't be scared to open up i've lost a few friends um over the past five to seven years now through males might i add male friends who have ended their lives in very tragic ways and these kids would come into a room and you wouldn't even think the slightest thing was wrong with them like mentally whatsoever you would think that they're the life of the party that they always bring laughs to a group that they have the best home that everything was squeaky clean in their life but i think if i could have looked any one of those friends in the face and be like just talk to me like please please just talk to me that's all i would ever ask out of anyone going through anything because I know that's what I honestly, I wish I had. Um, Maybe not so much from maybe another male, but just outside of family, just someone that would just been like, dude, 
like just come cry in my arms just come let yourself feel like let everything that you are feeling just like let it out because i promise you letting that all build up does not do you any justice believe me i am a very prime example it is it is catastrophic it is it's detrimental not only to yourself but to people around you to even your own like just your own mind it just it just beats you up so much that some people like we like your statistics said like some people just can't keep getting up in those fights some people will get knocked down twice but the third time they get knocked down they just are saying yeah that's it for me like i can't do this anymore but i'm telling you and i promise you guys like it is 100 worth it to as a male especially like we don't have that platform but just open up just talk about it literally even i know some guy groups they don't like to bounce off and like feel a little bit believe me my friend group they knows what's up but like um yeah just literally just try just try to let yourself feel and try to let yourself like express the way that you feel around people that you're comfortable with people that you feel support you loved ones you know like everyone just everyone that you are so comfortable with let them know what you're thinking because they can't just read your mind believe me if they could i'm sure that that it statistic would, yeah. yeah that statistic would not really be real and i'm sure our world would be a, a, much, a little easier a little easier yeah let's <laughs> say that <laughs> a but a little, little easier but um yeah i mean yeah i've always been one big to talk about like feel your emotions feel them as much as they suck and as painful as they are and even if it makes you just want to cry and lay in bed all day, it's so good to feel those emotions. And it's so good to be aware that those emotions make you human. You know, there's always this thing in our minds that like we have to live up to certain expectations and sometimes we can't feel the way that we do or think the way that we do, but it's important to feel and think the way that we do because that's what makes us human and that's what mistakes are for and learning lessons are for and, you know, understanding that parts of your life suck. Nothing is going to be perfect, no matter how hard you try to make it perfect. I know I even tell myself that because I'm like really, really big on being a perfectionist. And like, like Jason, I've dealt with my own like suicidal tendencies and stuff like that. And it's, it's rough, definitely. And I, I appreciate you being willing to open and talk about that. You know, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's really hard sometimes to sit and be open about that vulnerable part of your life so. oh yeah no yeah. definitely thank you for talking about thank that you. yeah of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. i, I want to add that i think if um if i have one um you know one thing that i take from this session from today's episode is um to have courage and just let it out mm. let it out for yourself mm. and there is no you know um there's no right or wrong way just let your feelings, like Genesis said, just let your feelings out. And um, and again, I I really really appreciate you coming out yeah. and giving us your your story. Yeah. No, I no honestly, I, I mean, after watching you guys' first episode, I I kind of wanted to jump on that opportunity when you guys had talked about uh, a male kind of uh, presence being on this, and I just I thought. The first thing I thought and I told one of my friends, I said, this is one of the issues out there that I don't think really gets talked about a lot because I feel like a lot of males have that uh, that pressure and that stereotype of you need to be this to be able to succeed. Mm -hmm. And 
I've I've thought that all my life. I've always wanted to be a certain way. I've always wanted to be like at a certain stature. I wanted to be everything that like was by the book for a male, you know? I always wanted to do that and I I slowly and I'm still learning honestly, but like I'm I'm slowly starting to learn that like you don't need to play anything by the book. Play by your own book. Yeah. Play by the book that If there was a book on how to be a girl, a guy, <laughs> a parent, a sibling, a daughter or son, I think everything would be like great and stuff, but yeah, but the, the, I think boring. the thing is... A little boring, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. There wouldn't be anything interesting. But like I said, that's what makes us human. Like, that's what makes us so interesting and stuff like that. Like, we all think and feel differently. And that's what makes the world go around. And that's why we all have our own opinions. And that's why we all, you know, are able to just talk about things. And yeah, I mean, go ahead, Tia. I know, I know that I've been cutting you off. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that if we were to have something like that, it would probably not work out because we're all different. <laughs> we're all different. We go we go through life in different, you know, scenarios, different ways. And I think that there is no right or wrong way. You just have to, you know, deal with it the way that best suits you. It's I think that's that's it. That's 100%. that's what I've what I've learned, you know, from my experience. And, you know, getting out of that, it's just whatever worked for me was okay yeah, you know exactly. it was accepting and and being okay and whatever worked for you it's okay yeah. you know just like we talked about the other day how you know some are okay with medication i wasn't things yeah. like that but it, it it's not a right or wrong way it's mm-hmm. however it works for you i More think that's the most important thing that's one of the biggest things i told jason too when we were like talking about our like issues and stuff like trauma dumping on each other (laughs) just full-on trauma dumping but I always told him like feel what you feel dude like it sucks but feel what you feel 100% I think that's the biggest takeaway of this whole entire thing and I I just I want to stress that so hard just feel what you feel like it's it's okay to feel what you feel and I think my final question for you Jay would be how can we bring more awareness to males that struggle with depression and suicide and anxiety and you know how can we shed more light on that and make it known that it's a well-rounded issue it's not just female it's not just male it's all of it combined yeah um i think from like a broad perspective is to let both sides know both male and female know that any space that you're comfortable in is a safe space knowing that in those times and those moments like you can go to those people and talk to those people and open up the way that i hope you don't mind me saying this but the way that genesis helped me like kind of realize that and grow into that and other people too who i won't name drop but um just knowing knowing your company i think will kind of let the broad perspective know like hey like this is how i can like open up i'm i'm okay and i can accept like what might be going on in my own head and kind of move forward from that. Um, I guess I want to piggyback off of that saying like, you're going to have people that you open up to and that aren't going to be around anymore. And it sucks. It hurts. But don't feel like those people weren't people that you should have opened up to at the time because they were there and they cared in the moment and you were vulnerable and opened up to someone you cared and loved in the moment as well. And that vulnerable piece of you goes with that person and it sucks that it goes away for however long they're gone for or if it's for whether it's forever or for only a short time. But I think I've always been big on never regretting anything in life because 
in that moment you wanted to do that in that moment you felt that way in that moment you thought that way and yeah sometimes it sucks but you know it's it's a part of growing and learning that there's people in your life that you feel so comfortable with that you can talk to about things and it doesn't mean that they didn't care it just means that like they were there to help you in that moment they were there to hear you out and you do have other people that are always there to surround you and love you and hear what you have to say but yeah yeah I also want to add something that I honestly when we talked about bringing a male I honestly thought it was going to be almost impossible <laughs> to have someone open up but I I also want to say that I I'm truly thankful because for the for the most part I thought you know it's very difficult for a male to open up but it's more difficult for Hispanic male to open up. But to know that there, it, it's not just a Hispanic thing. It's it's the, you know, it's it's not just cultural. It's just so male in general. in general mm. that you know that go through through this, and that to me, um, it's uh, an eye opener because yeah. I I honestly thought you know it's gonna be more of a Hispanic male coming up and you know tell their experience because we are we as hispanic we're very like men don't cry men don't feel men mm -hmm. are supposed to be the head of the household right mm -hmm. but when you share your story and not coming not coming from uh, or, or being raised by a hispanic family it's an eye-opener it's yeah. not just cultural it's yeah. again yeah. it's so general so yeah. yes so that for me was an eye-opener today yeah. definitely yeah, of course. Well, I, I wanna I wanna say again, I, I really do appreciate you guys letting me come on here and and speak my truth and speak my my experiences and um, you know kind of give a little insight. Um, I do want to give, if you guys don't mind, one direct message to the to the boys out yeah. there, the males, the the men, um, guys. Like honestly, like I know is difficult at times i know it's very hard to want to open up to people because you're afraid that they might judge you that you might have your character a little stained and such but i'm telling you that opening up and letting yourself be vulnerable in those moments only wants people to like be around you more and care for you more and help you out more i know we have this stereotype of we can do everything ourselves but in reality no one can do anything by themselves we're not any higher being. We're not anything that's meant to be on this world that allows us to conquer everything. We need that support from family, from friends, from even peers, the way that Genesis said, like people will come in and out of your life, but don't look at it as a negative where you might've been vulnerable, especially as a male, because being vulnerable might be difficult, but being vulnerable and telling someone and then they walk out of your life a year or two later. Don't worry about any of that because in those moments, that's what your body needed. That's what your mind needed. And that's what, you know, kind of what needed to happen for you to progress and move forward with your life. So, yeah. That was really nice, Jason. Thank you so much. And like I always say, you know, if, if we can help just at least one person, that for me, that's enough. Yeah. So thank you guys for watching. I don't know if yeah. you want to add anything else. Cheers. <laughs> He's like, finally, <laughs> I said what I said, and now I can just drink it up. <laughs> Honestly, look, being on a camera is... 10 times harder to be vulnerable like we have been. And I honestly can condemn Jason, especially to, you know, 
just full on be like, yeah, okay, I want to do it and have to deal with the lights and the camera and being as close as we are having this <laughs> kind of conversation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's this episode. Again, thank you, Jenna. Well, I was gonna say Genesis. Oh my God! Thank yeah. you to me. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyways, thank you, Jason, and thank you, Thea. <laughs> but no, yeah, thank you, Jason, for being here and like talking about it and giving everybody out there that light that people need to hear because. God, it's hard. It's a fucked up world we live in, but it's a great world as well. In some ways, we have people that, you know, make it as best as it can be. Yeah. I think it's all about perspective at the end of the day. And, you know, it's it's how you see the world. It could, it, like Genesis said, it could be a fucked up world, but it could also be a wonderful world's perspective. And whatever you choose is what is going to <laughs> what? Nothing. What? Dear. Tia just cussed for the first time I have ever heard in my whole life. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I was sorry. like, what did I do? Like, <laughs> I thought I messed up again. I was like, what did I do? I know I've been messing up this entire episode, but like, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I just, that kind of just. For those of you that are on like the, the like Spotify or uh, RSS audio of the podcast, Jason like literally like, hit my wrist and like propped up super hard and like looked over at my theater and I was super confused. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't mean for that. I apologize. I just, it was a reaction. Oh, that was funny. No, I'm not a saint, by all means. I do cuss once in a while when it's necessary and when it comes from the heart. No, it's about perspective yes. and it's what you want to make your world. Um, and so if you, you know, Again, if you want to realize that it's not so fucked up, then then you come out of that, and 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 then it becomes a, a good world. It becomes yeah, a great world, and that's what it's all about. And you know, we're here for a second and make the best out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I go by. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank well, you guys. This is it for the second episode of Wine Talk. Oh my gosh, yeah, the fact that this cheers. is still a thing, like I love it. <laughs> I like I I want more, but we are gonna be continuous. Like this is a project that we are really really passionate about, and that we are gonna for sure continue. And eventually, we will have more guests, a lot of friends, people that we're really close with that are gonna come on here, and I'm super excited to dive deep deeper at least we've been diving deep but yeah, yeah and I, I also want to talking about you know having more guests um I also want to open the invitation for those of you that know us and yeah. would like to share your story we're here we would love to hear your story yeah, and yes there's no judgment there is no you know don't be shy it's once you have a glass of wine it'll it'll get easier it'll be good <laughs> it'll get <laughs> easier maybe good. a shot or two <laughs> <laughs> you're good but yes so that's thank it for you. Wine Talk. Cheers to y'all. Cheers. Thank night. you for joining us tonight. Cheers. Thank you, Jason. Cheers. Thank you, Cheers. Thank you, Cheers. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you all. Bye.